Welcome to another Tyrius Cast. I'm Francis Sedeco, and I'm joined today by my colleague Jim McGregor. He's just returned from Barcelona for this year's Mobile World Congress or MWC. Jim, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Francis. So let's get right into it. What what themes did you see at this year's MWC? You know, we just had a couple of major 3GPP announcements. The biggest one being obviously release 17, which was frozen last year. And now everyone's working on release 18 for 2024, which is going to be 5G advanced. So it's kind of like that major sub-step before we go to 6G. So, I mean, that was kind of a theme of the show. But even beyond that, you still had some of the sub-themes. You had a lot around AI, especially because of chat GPT. You had a lot of information around Open RAN, a lot of interest around Open RAN, and finally maybe seeing deployments around Open RAN. Also satellite communication or non-terrestrial networks that became a big issue because of release 17 and because you know apple kind of kicked off the whole thing of if you stand in the right position and the stars align you may be able to send an sos message well that is going to become a reality and the entire technical market's actually working on that other than that it's really all about continuing to improve spectral efficiency and all the parts that go with it, all the antennas, all the base stations, pretty much everything. Yeah, it's crazy that they're called 5G Advanced. And I remember back in the 2G days when it was called 2.5G, and then 3G <laughs> was 3.5G, but uh, we, we've definitely evolved from that now. So so that's interesting. I mean, and, and always at places like MWC, you're obviously doing the trade show shuffle. So what companies did you meet with, and who did you think had some announcements that, that would make the most impact on the industry this year? Well, I did stop by a lot of booths, so I met with a lot of different companies. So some of the network equipment providers like Ericsson and Huawei and Nokia all had a huge presence there. Did meet with a lot of the technology providers, which is a key area we track. That was Qualcomm, MediaTek, AMD. You know, AMD was actually spray. When would you have ever associated AMD with communications? But now when you have AMD and you've got Xilinx together, it makes a lot of sense. Intel, obviously, a big presence there with their latest Sapphire Rapids accelerated processors. So I met with a lot of them. Skyworks I met with. I met with some startups around different technologies. Matter of fact, there's a huge startup zone there in Hall 8. And, you know, pretty much anybody else I could kind of lump onto. I went to a lot of the press events. There's Showstoppers and there's Pepcon on the first two evenings of the event. Got to see some startups. One interesting one that was offering a personal avatar, AI-enabled avatar. And the price, it started $100,000. <laughs> so what was the AI part of that avatar that basically it had its own personality? Exactly. They train it okay. based on your personality over a period of time. And, you know, she even admitted, you know, yeah, this could go up to a million dollars. I'm like, yeah, right. As a matter of fact, she even said, well, think of this as like buying a Tesla. I'm like, but I don't have the car. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some people that, you know, you never know. I think we'll probably pay for that. Probably the same guys that'll pay for, uh, you know, a one-time shot to outer space and come back. So that's interesting. And in years past, MWC had been a platform for the smartphone guys to do their to their, do their announcements. It seems like that's kind of shifted maybe even to, to CES. 
Would you say that MWC still had that or was it a lot more around infrastructure and AI and, and things of that nature? No, it, it still had that. And I failed to mention that. Obviously, Xiaomi, Xiaomi, however you want to pronounce it, Oppo, as well as a lot of the other companies had announcements around smartphones. A lot of the smartphone guys are pre-announcing their devices before MWC. So, so MWC was kind of the showcase to see all the foldable phones and everything else. And, you know, some of them are very nice. But I have to be honest with you, what's more interesting to me isn't the generation of phones that were at the show, but the generation of phones that are coming. And that's what, what was really different about this MWC, is I think it's been missing in the smartphone segment for many years, even before COVID, where we didn't see the new technology really driving new usage models. Now we do. When we start adding in satellite communication capabilities, as well as adding in AI capabilities through ChatGPT or even the Qualcomm demo. And by the way, Qualcomm had the most impressive demo there. They called it their stable, thank you, stable diffusion AI. And what they have is they kind of have a next generation smartphone, assuming it's also a next generation chipset. And they've taken this AI model from the cloud that has a billion parameters that does text to image. And they've managed to get it to work on a smartphone. So the demo is it's not connected to any network. And basically you can type in as much detail as you want. So I actually got to play with it for about a half an hour and loved it. I actually fell in love with it. So I type in something like, you know, woman in a white wedding dress on the beach at sunset, realistic photo, blah, all these different parameters. And it goes, it takes 15 seconds and it goes through multiple iterations and it actually generates really, really cool images on a smartphone. I did another one I did was, you know, I want a Scottish castle up on the hill during a lightning and thunderstorm. And it was it was very impressive. Matter of fact, one of the <laughs> examples when we were doing the kind of a analyst demo with it, a broader analyst demo, one of the guys says, I want to see a VW bug driving in front of a McDonald's. And this is actually on our YouTube site, this demo. And the vice president actually showing it kind of looked up and said, I'm not sure about this. And it did it. It even kind of showed the blurish motion you'd see with a car driving by. So it's very, very impressive. And that kind of shows, you know, along with ChatGPT, where the technology is going and what it's going to enable on not just mobile, but edge devices. So this might be our modern version of fire where it could be used for good or evil. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see where, where that goes. But you did, you did mention our YouTube channel for anybody that's interested in seeing this demo as well as other videos that Jim took while he was at MWC. Make sure you check out our Terious Research YouTube channel on YouTube and you'll be able to see those videos as well as some of the videos we did at CES. And if you subscribe there, you'll be able to see all the different videos and demos that we capture, some of which are invite only. So just a little bit of a shameless plug there. And to put another plug in there, also we covered some of the major announcements, uh, especially I covered in a couple articles, the satellite or non-terrestrial communication in several articles on Forbes. So check out our website on Forbes.com. Just do a search on Tyrius Research. It actually brings up our microsite within Forbes. Perfect, perfect. And, you know, going into MWC, I think there were some things that you were especially interested in seeing. Uh, when you actually saw it at MWC, did it live up to your expectation? Some of it, I would actually say the one that blew me away was the Qualcomm AI demo. But 
MediaTek was showing off kind of an NTN or satellite communication demo doing a video call. It still had to be simulated. It's one of the things about NTN or satellite communications. It's going to be there. Matter of fact, the release 17 specification from the 3GPP had two parts. One is the IoT NTN, which is narrowband communication. That's just going to be text. That's kind of like 2G you know, data rates. And then there's NRNTN, which is the new radio, which is the 5G broadband type communication where you're going to be able to do social networking, gaming, and video conferencing and all this stuff. They wanted to show that second part off, but they still had to do it through a simulation because let's face it, the satellites aren't up yet. This is actually an interesting dilemma where with that technology, some of the modems that are out there can support it with some minor RF changes and some antenna enhancements. The only problem is, is we're not going to really have the satellite constellations up for the next couple of years. As an example, Starlink started launching its second generation of satellites late last year, and those are going to be the ones capable of supporting NTN. And we're going to see that from some of the other satellite providers like AST and Global Star and stuff like that going forward. But it's going to take a couple of years. But still, Think of the capability of being able to do anything anywhere seamlessly. And it's not just going to be good for cell phones. It's going to be good for transportation. It's going to provide this full global data uh, infrastructure that, we find, that we've been lacking for so long. So that's, that's interesting. I've done some satellite communication device design myself. And one of the biggest issues had always been the antenna. When you go to smartphones, you could do patch antennas. You could do these really slick form factor friendly antennas. But when you go to satellite communications, you're usually having to do some kind of helical, external antenna, RHCP. What kind of antennas are you envisioning or are they envisioning to to support NR and TN? Are we going to still be able to maintain the form factors that we have or are we going to see a throwback to some of the old, you know, Motorola satellite phones where you have these big antennas that that required that no it's a combination of two things one the antennas are going to be an antenna array you know one of these mimo arrays and we're seeing that already with the capabilities around millimeter wave so think of that type of antenna array or multiple antenna arrays to be able to do that satellite communication without hat drawing too much power but the other key part is especially when we get to the broadband you're pretty much going to be most of the solutions are going to be low earth orbit satellites so that it doesn't require huge amounts of power to send data back and forth between a satellite and a handset or a satellite in a car or a satellite and whatever. So it's, it's kind of a change on both ends. It's a change in, in the device and it's a change in the satellites. Interesting. So was there anything else that surprised you at MWC? You know, this was the first year that, you know, it's really back in full swing, just like CES after MWC. It was highly attended. There were a few gaps in spaces, you know, not 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 as full as we've seen in previous years. But still, I, I think it's it's back in full swing. You know, I don't know that I can really pick out one thing that really amazed me, other than the fact that they moved the uh, press and media room out into the uh, middle of or the end of Hall 3, which made it very difficult to get to. So shame on you for that, for uh, the organizers for doing that. Other than that, no, it, uh, it was a great show. It, it was great to see everyone back. Matter of fact, that, that was kind of the biggest part of it was 
you know, getting caught in the aisleways or on the street or in the subway or in a restaurant by people you haven't seen in a couple of years. Very much like CES. But everyone's excited. And once again, we're seeing the excitement with the new technologies. They've released, like I said, they're working on release 18. And they're even starting the development uh, for release 19. So that march in new standards and new technology is continuing on at a very, very rapid pace. And I'm sure the seafood paella didn't hurt either. That, that's one of my favorite things to have while I'm there. So you mentioned stable diffusion. You mentioned NTN and even NTN video calls. You mentioned 5G advanced. What was your favorite new tech that you saw there? It was still the AI. It had to be the AI. You know, I'm not even a gamer. So I, when I have to do gaming tests or PC evaluations, I've got my own little crew of college students that go and beat stuff up for me but you know i could sit there with that smartphone and just play with it for hours <laughs> um, yeah and, and, and i guess one of the other interesting demos that was there was obviously iot is always a big thing and qualcomm introduced a new thing called their new platform called iot aware where they can do asset tracking and even monitoring in terms of conditions and you know whether something gets dropped or shaken or environmental conditions, stuff like that. A pretty robust platform. So you're going to see a lot of competition, I think, in the industrial IoT space. And I think we're seeing a lot more of that interest in private networks, you know, which was something that was always a focus for 5G. We're seeing a lot more interest in industrial applications, which was also another area of interest for I, for 5G. So I think we're finally seeing, you know, everyone's like, ah, well, do we really need this? And, you know, when when's this going to roll out or where's it going to go? We're seeing, I think, the, the really build out of 5G is to what everyone envisioned right now. Yeah, it does seem like uh, 5G is hitting its stride and the monetization phase, I think, is really starting to, to ramp up. So while at MWC, as we mentioned before, Jim also posted some of the videos of these demos and booth tours that, that we've been talking about today. So definitely check them out on our Tiers Research YouTube channel. And Jim, any last thoughts before we sign off? Yes, I think having MWC in Barcelona is great. I think we need to hold it during warmer weather. <laughs> it's cold. It's rainy. Come on. We can do better than this. But no, it, it's good to see the industry back in full swing. Although I have to admit, you know, after being a CES and MWC, you know, a big focus has been on sustainability. Matter of fact, that was the entire focus or the entire message around CES. And <laughs> it's kind of ironic because these trade shows are the least sustainable <laughs> things you could ever imagine. You know, they generate so much waste and so much carbon creation through travel and through construction and all this stuff and destruction that I really think our industry and not just our industry, but all industries need to think, consider again, a better way to do these events because this isn't really a good example of showing how sustainable we are. Yeah, I guess the only argument there is hopefully by being able to do 20 to 30 meetings all in one place, maybe you're saving a little bit, but it's probably not enough to offset everybody getting there. <laughs> not a booth that takes up an entire trade show hall. <laughs> That's true. That's true. 
Well, that brings us to a wrap of another Tyrius cast. Please remember that Tyrius Research is a market research and advisory firm that provides custom research and advice to the entire high-tech ecosystem from sensors to the cloud. If you would like more information about Tyrius Research or would like to inquire about our services, please contact us directly at steve at tyriusresearch.com for Steve Leibson, jim at tyriusresearch.com, that's for Jim, Kevin at tyriusresearch.com, that's for Kevin Crewell, or Francis, F-R-A-N-C-I-S, at tyriusresearch.com, that's me, and Tyrius Research is spelled T-I-R-I-A-S, research.com. You can keep up with us through our Tyrius casts on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes, articles online on Forbes, EE Times, EE Journal, EC2 News, and Microelectronics in Taiwan, our research and newsletters posted on TyriusResearch.com, and through our Twitter and LinkedIn accounts, at Tyrius Research, or at Steve Liebson, S-T-E-V-E-L-E-I-B-S-O-N, at Crewell for Kevin Crewell, at F. Sedeco for me, and at Tech Strategist, that's T-E-K, Strategist for Jim McGregor. Thank you for joining us and have a great day. Oh,